bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Well, it's the last week of Corona 20, COVID 20, meow, meow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Friday is the first day of Forever 21. Wow. And the rest of our lives. Oh, my God. And next week's episode is going to come out on Wednesday. We're going to try and wait for the results of the Georgia runoff election. Right. But in honor of that, we must shout out Ashley Ryder, mm-hmm. who got us a fuck Mitch McConnell <laughs> dish towel mm-hmm. and then an additional dish towel that says, and Lindsey Graham, too. <laughs> Which is great. I'm going to use those to like clean off the dirtiest dishes then I'm going to wipe my butt with it. Then I'm going to like wipe up dirt with it. Then I'm going to. I might want to display it. Oh, OK. Because we have <laughs> the Lindsey Graham flip flops. Yes. From Jamie Harrison's mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. We have those proudly displayed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you are very rough with your dish towels. I am. I'm <laughs> like, very rough pretty much with everything I own. I am very rough with the towels, the any home goods, everything I own, in fact. Which is why both of our podcast chairs <laughs> are on the way out. They're done. <laughs> I try. I go, I said, literally I say to myself, I go, don't be too aggressive. Don't be hard. Don't Don't be... use your incredible grip strength and <laughs> rip through don't, things. Don't. don't rip door handles off. Don't like kick this. <laughs> don't sit on it too. I'll literally go, don't sit on it too hard. But the good news is, the good news for us, the good, amazing, incredible news for us is that Donna Williams. Oh, my God. This bitch. Oh, my God. This bitch. Wow. She has sent over the years so many generous gift cards to us. Mm -hmm. And she refuses to send a photo. (laughs) And the first few gift cards, I swear she wrote on like a post-it note. Love you, Donna, in a pencil. <laughs> and we're like, what? And it's like an insanely generous gift yeah, card. Yeah. And we're like, who is this guardian angel, Donna? Donna, I mean. Donna from the stars. <laughs> and then the next one she sent, she goes, no, I'm still not sending a picture. And then she wrote, and this is a re-gift. Now, that was last Christmas. She struck again. I'm telling you, I saw the envelope. It said Donna, New Jersey. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, meow, meow, get in here. And then I opened it. And we, I told you, I was like, oh. and we opened it. And we were like, oh. and 
again she says this is a re-gift again with the happy I, it's, face it's it's we held each other we did we 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 sobbed julian brandy seasons greetings from new jersey this is the most she's ever written by the way i feel like i can't believe we're getting closer i know to i Donna. feel like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a we're gonna have to do like a a handwriting analysis and do some forensics work <laughs> and find out and do a six-part netflix documentary yeah. series on Finding Donna. Yeah, Finding Donna. <laughs> I mean, and until gonna... then, we're going to get a picture of Prince, and then we're uh, going to Photoshop a crown on it <laughs> in like heaven, and we're going to say Donna Williams. That's perfect. That is what it should be. <laughs> Julie Ann Brandy, season's greetings from New Jersey. Hope you realize how funny and talented you are. Your podcasts and Patreons are epic. You guys are hilarious together. Take care and be well, Donna Williams. P.S. This is a regift again. Well, Donna, we are God. going to go out and get two new yep. luxurious office drug den <laughs> podcast chairs. Now I want and uh, now we will uh, on the chairs, we will brand them like they do at the temple. Anyone who goes, I don't know if they do this in churches. They do this in churches where they like dedicate a pew yeah. to a person or whatever. Remember or we went person. to the spiritual center and they were holding it in a Jewish temple, but we weren't doing a Jewish temple <laughs> ceremony. We were just right. doing a different spiritual thing. Yes. And the chair in front of us was dedicated to Leon, Leon Goldman. Go- yeah. Because Leon Goldman's family paid for the chair. <laughs> yeah. So. And there's how many Leon Goldmans are floating around in these Jewish temples. Crazy. I mean, they're my, who But knew? it was a sign. That. I mean, exactly. that was a sign That's from right. Jewish Jesus, Josh. Well, we're going to go ahead and make two plaques mm-hmm. to put on the new chairs. And it's going to say dedicated to Donna Williams. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We also, in addition, we got two more enormous yes. red bulletin boards. Yep. So now the entire wall uh, yes. is covered in red bulletin board. Uh-huh. And we had started to take the the pictures that people send onto the wall. And then right. it was just, I just couldn't deal with that. Yeah, that no. Was, I mean, it looks so good. There is a lot of real estate there, Mamau. There is a lot, but not that much. There's not that much real estate. Not really. There's not that much real estate. Well, it's bothering me. I need people to send their <laughs> pictures. You need to send us your pictures for our drug den bulletin board. We got, luckily, Mamau. Yeah. So many holiday cards. Oh, and my picks. God. Yeah, we have so many. Yeah, exactly. We have so many cards to put up. Now, Julie Lang, who is like part of our major Patreon family. Yes. She finally sent an updated picture and it's big. So thank (laughs) God, because I need to fill some space, Julie. Yeah, that's good. And her other picture is so tiny. Her friend from her office, I think her friend from her office, she says, listen. So that makes it okay. Oh, I see it. Mm -hmm. But we got a big pic of Julie, full headshot. She looks great. Now, when we put up, you pulled out your dike drill and your muscle <laughs> tee yes. and we muscled up these fucking bulletin boards. Uh-huh. We had to move the previous ones up. It involved undrilling and redrilling mm-hmm. and moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while doing so, then I started to rearrange pictures. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Because they some needed to move down mm-hmm. and then yep. we needed to make room for the, you know, the updated candy kids. Right. The whole thing. So and as I'm going through, it's like, does this person still listen? Do these people still listen? It's like you come across, you haven't heard from them in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I saw the Dahlman family. Okay. okay. And they're little gabies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do they still listen? And the mom, Sabrina, Uh, she had sent us, she sent us their Christmas card in like 2018 with a letter all about them. She sent 
another one <laughs> i was so happy sabrina like literally i did i not i started yes, crying you did. You did. i started you fucking crying yeah yep. i yep. could not believe yep. it's nate and sabrina their kids uriah and Aaliyah. uh-huh we love those kids and how great is it that you were just literally said do they still listen you were literally just yeah. talking about them and yeah. then here's the card hey it's been a while and the gabies have grown up this card just about sums up 2020 for us thanks for keeping this mama sane through it all love you bitches XOXO Pharmacia Sabrina Dolman. The picture is like. It's so cute. Uh, it's so cute. It's and they cute. have, in two years, they yeah. went from kids to clearly teens, like sexy teens on the phone, can't be bothered. Yeah. And then they went and yeah. did Sabrina and Nate did the same shit. Like Nate's looking at his watch. Yep. There's two little dogs. They're amazing. I mean, I'm sure we lost Uriah and Aaliyah, and Nate was never on board, <laughs> but at least we still have Sabrina. So now. We've got Russell Daniel, Russell. a very sexy piece of candy in his. <laughs> I have that same jacket, Russell. I want you to know. Dear Julie and Brandy, one of the pre-14 sexo sexo pharmacia and huzzah for lesbos. Insert obligatory thanks and compliments here. You know the drill. You've been there with me through the personal times, finishing grad school, master of social work, the death of my brother, getting my professional license, sibling voting for him. <laughs> and the shit we are all going through this year. Thank you for all the work you put into the podcast. All of them. Anyway, this picture is me on my last pre-COVID getaway to the Grand Canyon. It's fucking boring as fuck. Beautiful. But yeah, Jojo and Kiki forever. Russell Daniel. Russell, I want you to know that I went with my parents to the Grand Canyon and they bought like Cheez-Its and snacks and fed them to squirrels the entire <laughs> time. They sat down and... And the fattest squirrels went on their lap Ooh. and they wouldn't stop. They couldn't, they they could have given two fucks. They were like living for feeding these wild slash fat yeah. domesticated squirrels. <laughs> okay, so now we've got Jessica Lorenz. And I have been waiting for this bitch's picture for a while. Brandy and Julie, I don't think I can find the perfect words to express my gratitude for your content. I've always enjoyed it. But this year, it was a beam of light in the darkness of 2020. Me and my boo, who I wrote about last year in my holiday card and is envious of Julie's nickname, Meow Meow, have pretty much been in quarantine together all year and haven't seen many family or friends. So your podcasts are a familiar voice I hear on a weekly basis that let me know I'm not alone in this shit year. I had some pretty bad lows. I lost my grandma in April, not to Corona. Uh, she was in the hospital for about a month and a half with no visitors because of Corona. The thing that makes me the saddest was knowing she was alone for the last days of her life. I will. I can't. I, you it's can't even. Awful. I just can't even. I felt like the Patreon lifted my spirits, made me laugh, sometimes teary, sometimes scared. All those scary TV shows you were talking about. <laughs> but I always look forward to them and savor every second. Thank you and sending warm wishes. Jessica Lorenz. Hmm. I love that last name. She sent a pic of her and Abdiel. That's her BF, mm. her boo. Mm hmm. And she said, it's an old pick, and they're not this tan or skinny anymore. I'm loving the tan skinny. It's like, a, I love a beach vibe, too, on the bulletin board. Like, yes. You know, like yes. summertime. Because, yes. you know. So thank you. Finally. Great. Finally, we have her. All right. Awesome. Okay. So then Erica, no last name. I will do the research, though. <laughs> I will do the research. She sent a Christmas card of her and her little boys. It says, best wishes for the holiday season and the coming year, Erica, Anthony, and Bash. Okay? Mm, okay, so cute. But then she wrote a little on like a little note card. She said, you guys made this year so much better. Love you, Erica. Okay, mm, how sweet is that? Nice. And then her little boy wrote, thank you on the other side of the card. Thank you for making my mom laugh, Anthony and Bash. 
Like, oh my god! So then the littler one just wrote his name big, like Bash, which is such a cute name too. And I love the name Anthony. How sweet is that? Thank you for making my mom laugh. So sweet. Like Ugh. it's the little things. It's the little things. Here's Carissa Jackson. Been waiting for her pick for a while. Carissa, you bitch, you knew. Okay. Well, first of all, the card is is very special. So Carissa is is with her her boyfriend. I would assume her husband. I don't know. And his name now. The two of you, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce this right. You're gonna have to tell us how to pronounce his name. I want to say Bongai, Bongai, Bongi, Bongi, Bongai, B O N G I, Bongi. Hey guys, is funny too because you want a bon- <laughs> Bongai like bong. beach? You yeah. want a Bongai? <laughs> Carissa and Bongai. Uh, she writes, Dear Julie and Brandy, Merry Secular Christmas and Happy Non-Denominational New Year to you both. A year as ridiculous as 2020 needed a ridiculous card to match. I had a long note prepared, but then I thought, just say what's in your heart. And that is this. You guys are the best. Thank you for the joy and laughter. Love, Carissa and Bongai. Hey, Bongai. Oh, that's really sweet. It's really sweet. Say what's in your heart. Just saying that. They're so fucking funny on the front of the They're card. They're adorable. They're in matching t-shirts. And then... There's four cats, okay? There's four cats. Now I'm assuming it's Fluffin, Boots, Bigfoot, and Marigold. <laughs> and there's a picture of him holding the cat and kissing the cat, and then a picture of her. You know, it's one of those old 80s, 90s yeah. pictures where the cat's in the laser beams in the shadow. <laughs> yeah. of the it's just like pure comedy, it's the whole the hilarious. whole card. It's so cute Love and funny, it. and I'm so glad we finally have a face to the name, and I'm so glad our dude listens. Yeah. Then we got Christina, Bradley, and Wesley. Mm, okay. Again, no last name. Erica and Christina. What are they in cahoots? And <laughs> this is Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Heart Christina. And Christina's there with two kids, Bradley and Wesley. So cute. We got a we did get a holiday card from Elizabeth Dean, who didn't send her picture because we already have her picture. She's right there, Mau Mau, with two cats. Julie and Brandy, you've been doing an amazing job on Dumb Gay Politics. The guests, wow, keep it up. And I love the gossip on the Patreon podcast. Happy 2021. P.S. Jojo and Kiki. I sent you my photo for the bulletin board last year. I'm wearing roller skates with hot pink wheels, a.k.a. earlier in 2020. Seems like a year ago. And we, we knew exactly where you were and you again with the cats. And for anyone who wants to join and hear us gossip on the Patreon podcast, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. You won't have to listen to us endlessly read Christmas cards <laughs> and uh, talk about politics and be annoying and fucking insufferable. Mm-hmm. No, we're pretty annoying. Yeah. And, uh, okay. <laughs> never mind. We just uh, it's just insufferable <laughs> about other things. I mean, we had incredible conversations this week. About Barbara Streisand and a, a, a wonderful uh, Sound of Music, Julie Andrews. These are all Mau Mau conversations, you guys. <laughs> well, the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. But it always yep. is random. And if you don't want to hear ads and bullshit and politics, go to the Patreon, mm-hmm. sign up. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Look, Danielle Kara sent us her picture. Hello, my loves. I'm a loyal OG14 and $2 Patreon subscriber. Finally getting around to sending you Christmas card and pick from 2014. For the Drug Den Bulletin Board, thank you for all the laughs and tone deaf realness over the last four years of Trump's dumpster fire. The only pleasure was hearing the news through both of you. I'm convinced that you girls are the sole reason we have Jojo and Kiki to get us out of this mess. Keep up the great work, ladies. Merry Christmas and happy forever. 21. Love, Daniel Karras. Danielle, I mean, thank you. Thank you for thank your picture. You. Thank you for your note. Danielle looks like she's like on a pier somewhere or a dock yes, or something. Yes, right? yes, yes. Super yeah. cute. Yeah. Perfect picture for the bulletin board. Mm-hmm. Love it, Danielle. Thank you for doing what I asked. <laughs> <sighs> 
So speaking of Danielle, no relation, uh-huh. Pam Staub. Oh, could be related to Danielle Staub. Ooh. She doesn't mention it here. Wow. That was Danielle Karras, but we all know Danielle Staub. So <laughs> Pam Staub and Dave, Shelby, and Casey sent us a Christmas card. So it's like her and Dave, I'm assuming. And then Shelby and Casey are the kids. So cute. Like adults. That's kids. Very cute. Yeah, like God. Like what? <laughs> no. Dear Brandy and Julie, you are the best. Thank you so much for your podcast. I can't decide if the Patreon or the DGP is better. <laughs> It's been so great to have two kindred spirits to spend three hours a week with during this lonely time. Here is to a wonderful Forever 21 XO Pam. Oh, my God. My mom's name's Pam. We love Pam. Like, we couldn't be happier. Thank you so much for listening and for acting like this piece of shit is even good. (laughs) Or either one of them, in fact. Now, last but not least, Joe Pellin. Again, Joe needed to put a tiny picture of himself and three giant pictures of his dog in different wigs. (laughs) Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a minute and let you know how grateful I am for your podcast. If this shit show of a year has taught me anything, it's that we all need to be grateful, patient, and kind to our neighbors. So I'm trying on a little gratitude for a change. I noticed with the months of lockdown and limited contact with friends and family that I've started to develop severe anxiety when going out or dealing with the public. My solution? Roll a noob and listen to some DGP on patreon thank you for being dumb and gay it's everything i need these days and thank you for the tuesday giggles p.s i'm sharing some pictures of my dog miss kiddo i was so bored during corona vacation i photoshopped wigs onto her pictures enjoy joe pellon miss kiddo is very cute the wigs are cute joe is super cute and again like with pam i'm gonna put him and pam right next to each other (laughs) in small tiny little squares yeah but we can kind of see we can kind of i think i could recognize them if i saw them well plus i mean the wit yeah i think so well we need we need a big picture yes we need all big so miss kiddo's up there listen i and i relate to we both relate to everything that you said in there well it's the best advertisement for the patreon because Mm. we all are having a hard time leaving the house and if you're not having a hard time leaving the house you're a thirst bucket and you need to look and ask yourself some questions in the mirror but it's completely weird even if you got to listen in your car before you go into the grocery store or keep it in your earbuds when you go into the grocery store just yeah. be like you know what i got these dumb bitches right here it everything's just normsy 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 i don't look weird i don't look weird since quarantine i don't look like i have covid my mask is breathing on oh my me. god i already know what we're gonna do for the next patreon <laughs> Okay, Mammy Al, Forever 21 happens in a few days. Wow. And we are definitely embarking on our basic bitch health journey. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. We're not even going to look at our shit like a diet because it's not even that at this point. We're trying to firm up mm-hmm. and just get healthy. We're really trying not to get liver disease if at all possible. <sighs> trying to bring the inflammation down. You know what I mean? Get rid of all the fungus and shit Mm -hmm. and just... Yeah, clean it out. It's all just about, you know, you look weird, you're going to be weird, okay? (laughs) We need the insides looking healthy. (laughs) We need the inner glow. Yeah. I don't even know if we would be on the basic bitch journey if it were not for Wild Bar. When we found Wild Bar... Wow. Transformation, okay? Now, the appetite is being curbed. The appetite is being helped because... Each of these bars is soup is filling. It's like literally actually like a filling snack and or you could even use it as a meal substitute. But I if- feel like it's been more life changing for me because you will eat healthy things. Yes. And 
I won't. Mm-hmm. We're all just trying. It's the ketosis. It's the keto. <laughs> it's the fat burning. Right. It's the keeping, you know, your blood sugar even. All of these things, you're you're trying to avoid the blood sugar spike, the highs and lows of sugar, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm trying to starve myself. That is my, I don't give a fuck about blood sugar. I don't care. Keto bullshit. What I care about is eating less food. So when I'm doing, I'm doing intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. I need to try to, push through the last couple hours before I'm going to eat a meal right without just ripping open Doritos and eating them right this wild bar yes it's a godsend Mm -hmm. what's great about the wild bar is that you're getting you savory and sweet so if you're a person who like loves sweets or you want chocolate or you want candy or whatever or maybe you want chips or you want nuts blah 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 this is giving you kind of both which is Amaze. Because it's got, they've got fruit flavor. So it's like cherry, blueberry, pineapple, but they're made, I think the majority of it is hemp seeds. I'm not even sure. You look down at it. Yeah. It's seeds and nuts and <laughs> berries and twigs that are all mm-hmm. put together in this bar. Mm-hmm. When you eat it, it is so filling yeah. and so satisfying. Yep. My jaw gets tired. By the end, I'm like, my jaw's tired of chewing. You think you have a big appetite? You think you want to fucking eat, eat, eat? Yes. When your jaw gets tired, you know it's like you're full. That's like, you That's know what true. I mean? That's true. That's absolutely true. It's why people want to rip in, like you, Memo, you mm-hmm. want to eat bones. You want to rip into steak. I do. And you eat these nuts and fruit, and it's like... You will get full. It's an independently owned, you know, it's like some fucking jujitsu guy, whatever. (laughs) It's not some big company. It's not owned by Nestle. We really appreciate that. I went on the website and I saw that they're like available at Air One. I don't even know if they have them anywhere outside of L.A. or or, or like San Francisco. Uh Like, but, you know, you see Jennifer Aniston walking out with like a bag of algae and she's like eating it and it costs $350. (laughs) It's like it is so they are so particular about what they carry they just will not it is it's every single you know everyone in there is like wearing patchouli and like worried about the oh, environment i'll tell you we've we're it's countdown t-minus to when jennifer aniston is walking out eating a wild bar i'll tell you that right now and if you want to be like jennifer aniston walking out of everyone eating a wild bar then you need to go to wildbar.co wildbar.co put in gfy 2020 at checkout and you're going to get 20 percent off your first order gfy 2020 <laughs> amazing I, come on i mean Everything about the company, everything about the product, everything about it, everything about it, you need to get to wildbar.co, put in GFY 2020 at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your first order. What is there else to say? Nothing. All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm gonna let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I wanna have Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and Kiki. We are gonna serve and work and turn and hunt, hunt, honey. Okay, so this segment is called Jojo and Kiki. And I cannot fucking wait until the day that we actually get to talk about Jojo and Kiki. But the inauguration isn't for three more weeks, and it's clear that Donald Trump is going to wave his tiny dick around and cause as much drama as he can for the next 21 days. He's furious that he lost (laughs) he's furious that he can't make the system bend to his will and he's going to make us all suffer the only upside is that his temper tantrums are directed at the republicans in congress and they all look like colossal douchebags for creating this monster who has now turned on them 100 percent like they say 
in sequester 100%. (laughs) And not only that, they're all in crisis mode trying to figure out how they're going to contain him after he Mm. leaves office because even though he won't have the power to veto their dumb bills, (laughs) he controls their party like a goddamn cult leader. Mm -hmm. And if he decides to slander them in his nonstop incessant tweeting, he can single-handedly cost them their re-elections. Good. And as much as I don't want to see Trump retain any power, it would be worth it to see him take down even just one of the Republicans who kissed his ass for the last four years. Unfortunately, Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz won't be up for re-election at midterms in 2022. But Pat Toomey and Roy Blunt and that piece of shit Rand Paul will. And there are plenty of other disgusting congressmen in the House of Representatives for Trump to target. Well, for now, he's trying to stick it to them any way he can before he's back to fucking hookers at Trump (laughs) Tower and trying not to get poisoned by Russian oligarchs. So first, Meow Meow, he vetoed Mm -hmm. the big Republican defense bill, which basically allocates like a bazillion dollars to funding the military and the Defense Department. It passed the House and then it passed the Senate. And supposedly this bill, you know, it's basically what pays the military. It's passed without a hitch with a huge majority for like 59 straight times. Of course, because everyone loves the military getting a trillion fucking dollars, even though then they go out and get people in Blackwater who apparently love to murder civilians. Yeah, and then they let um, us get hacked because they don't put any money to that type of defense. They just like tanks and missiles and, um, you know, guns and stuff. Flying dicks and balls. So that bill, Mm -hmm. which has never had a problem passing and Mm -hmm. didn't this time, Trump went ahead and vetoed it. It's like his ninth (sighs) veto since he's been in office. And he vetoed it because he's mad at Twitter and Facebook for fact checking his posts. I mean, which I also love. It's all just it's all just wonderful for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's pure theater, pure comedy, pure retribution, yeah. pure karma. And shining a light on all the little rats that we hate, including fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Exactly. And as of now, social media companies are not liable for what people say and do on their platforms. For example, when a disgusting Facebook algorithm directed a self-radicalized, mentally unsound outcast to a terrorist extremist group, he basically went to mass shooting school on Facebook and then shot and killed 49 gay people at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Under this protection clause, Facebook is not liable for that even though he most likely never would have found such a group had he not been directed there. By Facebook. Mm. And by the way, the same goes for all the nasty pedophile Facebook groups or pages for guys who like to kill cats or racist cop groups, because those are there, and we know they're right on (sighs) Facebook. They all exist, and Facebook collects their ad money and sits back Mm -hmm. protected. TV networks don't even enjoy the same protections, but social media started as one thing and has evolved into another Mm -hmm. gigantic thing, and the legislation and the regulation doesn't match. Trump wants to take away those liability protections because he's pissed off at them, and they're included under the Communications Decency Act, which for some bizarre reason is a part of the yearly defense budget bill. So that's what he said on paper is the reason that he vetoed it. And surprise, surprise, rather than removing the protections for Mark Fuckerberg's billion dollar empire, Congress is going to veto the veto. <laughs> They're going to veto the veto. And by the way, the, the whole clause was that the protections would end in 2023. They wouldn't even end now. They would give Facebook, Twitter, all of them, like two full years to figure out a way to edit, you know, hate speech. Right, um, right. Illegal shit. Right. 
all of that. So Which seems pretty fair. But I mean, Congress doesn't want to remove it. So um, <laughs> they're going to veto the veto, which until today, you and I had no idea they could even fucking That do. is absolutely true. Veto the veto. So first, the House has to vote on it, and then it will go to the Senate. So remember, the House has a Democratic majority, but the Senate has a Republican majority. And even though the Republicans are all about the defense money, honey, they are stuck with Trump and Fox controlling their constituents. So people like Mitch McConnell are fine because he just secured himself another six years when he won in November. But Rand Paul, he's up in 2022, and he's one of the main people saying he will hold up the vetoing of the veto. He's taking Trump's side because he's scared. What a that Trump's Fucking, gonna I can't with Rand Paul. I cannot I with Rand Paul. I know. And Rand Paul likes to dilly dally and flip flop back and forth like he's a libertarian or an independent or whatever. He is the biggest. Now, I know people have a problem with Lindsey Graham. I will marry Lindsey Graham yep. and have a million of his babies yep. before being in the same room as Rand Paul. He's such a snake. Snake riddled. He Stands is so nothing. gross. So fucking shady and gross. His neighbor beat him up in his front yard. L- listen, I'm happy to say a lot about a lot of the different Republicans, but I can't think of one who's been beaten up in his front yard. And you know, you know <laughs> that for a, somebody to go off a neighbor, your neighbor ticket. And I'm not talking about someone you got in a fight with on the street. I'm right. not talking with a, uh, even a constituent who is pissed that you took away their health insurance or right. their mother died from COVID or whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about your neighbor who you see every day was so sick of your shit he came over to your fucking lawn and beat the shit out of and you. And then you don't even press charges because you knew. You knew you did it. You right. knew you did it. You knew you In did it. In Kentucky, no less. I mean. No less. So Rand Paul's uh, right there with Mitch McConnell. Uh, like, poor, poor, poor Kentucky, man. Yeah. Like, just wow. And by the way, literally poor Kentucky. They're the poorest state in the union. Rand Paul's garbage. He doesn't do shit for Kentucky. And now he's going to go up Donald Trump's ass and say he supports the veto. Because he doesn't want Donald Trump to fucking turn on him and ruin his chances. He'll do anything to get reelected. For anyone who doesn't, who who just sort of is confused as to who any of these people are, if you watch Harry Potter, I would let you know that Rand Paul is like Wormtail. I'll let you let that just sit there for you. I think it's weird and probably sad that I only know who Rand Paul is and not Wormtail. And I don't know what (laughs) happened in my life. (laughs) <laughs> that I now know who Rand Paul is and you, never knew who Wormtail was. Well, it doesn't Wormtail just the name yeah. go with Rand Paul? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Republicans in Congress are fuckety fucked, okay? <laughs> Thanks to Trump. I, for one, couldn't be happier about it. So now Republicans always find a way to survive and thrive. They're like cockroaches. But Trump is doing his best bitter raid impression and trying to cause chaos and drama wherever he can. So after the House votes on the veto of the veto, okay? (laughs) And that's this week. They are then going to vote, Meow Meow, on a bill that if passed, will give everyone $2,000 direct COVID relief checks. So Mm -hmm. it's not some fucking bill with Facebook protection and blah, 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 like this other bill. It's just the $2,000 checks. That's it. So this emergency $2,000 relief bill came about because Trump refused to sign the original stimulus bill that Republicans allowed to pass Congress after fucking months Mm -hmm. of holding it up. That bill only included a one-time $600 payment to everyone. So Trump tweeted that he wouldn't sign it because it wasn't enough and that Congress should be giving everyone (laughs) $2,000. 
Well, you clearly don't need to tell Nance Pelosi <laughs> twice. That bitch has been trying to give us money since May. And Trump was never into any co- no, relief payments, no. by the way. And he, if you look back at any of his Twitters or his whatever, he's done, been done, been said. He didn't want anyone to be getting any more money. No. And we all needed to get COVID and we needed to have heard. And we needed to just herd. And then we were, it was going to be fine. And once you had it, you were going to never have it again. You're going to be immune. And once we get yeah. immune with the herd, we're going to go ahead and be herd. And yeah. no one was going to get any a, money. He's he's on a bitter, vindictive yeah. war path. Yep. And I don't think there's anyone, maybe his supporters. Oh, his are, supporters are like, good for you, champ. You did it. I thank God that you went in there and you told everyone how to do it. He's wow. doing it now. Wow. And I'm like, good. Now, uh, now, of course, Republicans don't want to give us individual COVID relief payments. It's been Republicans the whole time. Democrats, every single one of them, has been wanting to give people money. Right? They've been wanting to give people money. That's but- the whole definition of Democrats. That's exactly. why people aren't Democrat. Because they'll be right. like, I don't want everyone having free money. Only me, myself. Right. And every Republican has gone on TV, for the most part, to be like, well, if they get those payments, then they're not going to work. And yep. all the businesses are basically up and running fine. And we're going to be fine. And people just need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. bootstraps. Which, by the way, look up that saying. That's based in full and grotesque racism, by the way. annoying fucking statement. I hate it. Bootstraps (sighs) my fucking ass. Dicks. Now, for the last six months, every single bill that Mitch McConnell wanted had zero individual stimulus checks for people, okay? Zero. The Republicans fought against giving people any money, so the $600 was already a compromise for them. That's why it's $600. It started out at $2,000. Of course. And now Trump has given the Democrats in Congress a very loud green light to move forward with a bill for $2,000 payments, which they are immediately voting on. And it will now be on Republicans to deny people the extra money. And the thing is, just because Mitch McConnell isn't up for re-election, if he denies the $2,000 help, then Republicans could lose the runoff election in Georgia on January 5th. And if that happens, then Mitch McTurtle will no longer be the Senate majority leader. His new title will be Kamala Harris's bitch. And he definitely doesn't want that. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't need to worry about his. He has his seat for the next six years. But all he cares about is being Senate majority leader. And I just had the privilege of looking back (laughs) at an old picture when Obama was president, his first term, when... Democrats had the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. So it was a picture of like Harry Reid and Nance Pelosi and John Boehner mm-hmm. and Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. And they're all in like the Oval Office or whatever with Obama who's sitting there. And Mitch McConnell looks miserable. And he is not the Senate majority leader. He's the Senate minority leader. And Harry Reid had it all over him. And he 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 can't and won't. He will not. He won't survive not being the Senate majority leader, period. And then you got Kamala Harris fucking coming down. Ugh. He won't survive it. He hated Obama. He's a racist sack of fucking shit. He will not be able to handle a black woman. Oh, my God. He'll die. He will die. And we will dance Live. on his fucking <laughs> grave. We will dance on his fucking grave. And you know what? We have Trump to thank for this possibility because somehow, some way, he made a brilliant strategic move <laughs> and managed to reframe the conversation so perfectly that Republicans literally have their backs against the wall. If they vote against these $2,000 checks, they will look like the rich assholes that they are. And there's a real legitimate chance that it will cost them the Georgia Senate seats and thus control of the Senate, mm-hmm. which, as we know, is basically control of the entire government yeah. and the entire country. And I'll say this. 
if the Republicans vote against these $2,000 payments, knowing full well that they're going to be showing their asses to their constituents, I'm going to know that they've got the fix in Georgia. Oh, agreed. Because that means they're right, not. Right, because they friends. don't care. Right. They don't care. And, they're like, we're already, we're already fixing the election. doesn't matter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I already think it anyway, because mm-hmm. Trump wouldn't be crying yeah. like this if he didn't know that mm-hmm. it was possible to rig the elections. Right. We all know it's possible to rig the elections. And if they're not even going to, we're going to see McConnell not even break a sweat. They've got the fix in. Well, of course, we won't know what happens with the vote by the time the podcast posts. But either way, he finally signed the original stimulus bill on Sunday. So that means that we're all supposed to be getting a one-time $600 payment and then an extra $300 in unemployment benefits for the lucky privileged people who managed to get through the fucking bullshit red tape and actually get on unemployment. Okay, now we get to hang out with one of our favorite comedians and talk some shit. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's how I got famous, talking shit. And I'm gonna keep talking shit. I'm gonna keep talking shit till the day I die, bitch. Matter of fact, I'm gonna record something. So when I'm dead and I'm in a casket, I'm going to be on a fucking radio talking shit like, yeah, at my funeral, let me tell you about these motherfuckers. Okay, this is our segment called Talking Shit, where we hang out with comedians and talk shit about politics. Why? Because talking shit is fun and comedians are funny and politics has gotten pretty fucking boring. Beyond, which is why we are so excited for our guest today. He's the host, creator, and emperor of the Hey Queen (laughs) talk show and lifestyle brand. He's hilarious. He's handsome. He's tall, and his dick is huge. He's the one and only Johnny McGovern. Oh, hi, Johnny. (laughs) Oh, hello, sissies. Sexo, we're so excited to talk to you on our podcast that we wouldn't even have if it wasn't for you. That's true. Well, to listeners, remember that. Check it in the box back of your head. All the joy that you're getting is thanks to me. That's right. And if you listen to any LGBTQ podcast, uh-huh. it's all probably thanks to the godfather of gay podcasting, That's which is Johnny. He fucking invented this shit. Mm-hmm. He did. Keep saying it. No one else remembers but you. <laughs> oh, we remember. Don't you worry about that. Now, it's the last week of 2020. So it's just so weird. It's (laughs) so so bizarre. In terms of politics, like, how are you feeling about 2021? Obviously, like, all of our personal lives and careers are in the trash. But (laughs) in terms of politics, are you feeling good about 21 or are you feeling like more of the same? Oh, definitely not more of the same, sweetie, because we are (laughs) at least crawling out of the swamp. That swamp that we thought was going to get drained, but we knew it wasn't because Trump said it, but the the swamp is still there and we're crawling out. I guess we're all fingers crossed waiting for these Georgia voting to happen to see whether it's going to be something new or whether it's going to be the same old shit with uh, Darth Vader and company (laughs) just holding everyone fucking hostage. What do you think is going to happen in Georgia? Oh, no, girl. I mean, you know, I'm praying for the best. I'm praying to our goddess, Stacey Abrams, to hope that (laughs) she's motivating. And then I hope that NeNe Leakes is going around knocking on doors (laughs) and Sheree is telling people to vote. Like, why isn't Oprah there? Why isn't Oprah there? Why didn't every celebrity move? Every celebrity that talks a big game should be moving there now. And uh, like Oprah, Gail, quit the morning show. Get down there. (laughs) Let's do this. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith 
in the electorate uh, in general, but I yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm, I feel like it's. I, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm expecting to them. You're expecting basically Republicans to actually steal that election, yeah, yeah. and then the it will be Kelly Loeffler and David oh Perdue. And... I bet you one wins and one doesn't. Oh, so it'll be one and one. Yeah, and then maybe we'll we'll have blue balls the whole year, where maybe they can convince fucking Susan Collins she can be mm. right oh. on the forefront again. Mm-hmm. Susan Collins, you fucking cunt! I'm so <laughs> sick of Susan Collins. Sorry for triggering anyone by saying that, but. <laughs> It's just like, come on, just no, stop, retired, stop teasing us. It's just such a, it's a, it's a damn shame. I'm hopefully optimistic, but uh, just looking at how things have gone, I don't, girl, I don't know. I mean, you guys know we were all together on election day, right after the, right after the election, and we were sure Trump was stealing the shit. <laughs> so I'm, I haven't really gotten over all that PTSD uh, yet, but you know, fingers crossed. What are you gonna do? What are you going to do? If it was a miracle were to happen, what would you want to see? Uh, I mean, I haven't thought about the. I mean, I I want JoJo and Kiki to reach into their bag and look, open the bag up and see Bernie Sanders in there and have Bernie <laughs> Sanders tell them all the radical things that they should do and then for them to, to do it. I want to see <laughs> sweeping fucking changes. I want to see big shit going on i want to see all the i want environmental protections restored uh i want uh the lock on lgbt rights i want to see all of the police shit that we've been talking about actually get into action i don't want to see another person murdered or shot in the back while they're running away from the fucking police i want to see some damn action for all of the stuff that people that we have been screaming about all year with Trump, that Trump has just mess, you know, done nothing to or made worse. Um, and I want to see some damn changes. I, w- I want to see it actually happen this time. And uh, again, I'm hopefully optimistic. I believe in JoJo. I believe in Kiki <laughs> especially. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm also concerned. I'm a little concerned that with Joe Biden's desire to – make friends with Republicans and get us back to a place of civil discourse. Um, Because I want to see them get in charge. I want to see us win Georgia. I want to see Kiki (laughs) work the runway to the tie breakup in all sorts of Mm. American designer outfits, pantsuits by them all, sweetie. Oh my God! I mean, mm, what a dream! Don't even. We're so whopped. Don't even describe it, Johnny. Don't even describe it's, it. It's too much of a dream. I just want. I want revenge. Is what I want. Yeah. I want revenge yeah. on all of these. I mean, mm-hmm. to be the title of the, the title of the episode is named Johnny McGovern wants revenge. I'm writing <laughs> exactly. it down for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if if I had my druthers, we'd really we would not be back making friends with all of these people who have held our country hostage for the whole year we would be ruining them throwing them down into the pits i want them to be humiliated right i want yeah. them to be I want humiliated them to be reminded every day that we did not forget that y'all just sit around and let mitch mcconnell put everything to the side and y'all suck trump's dick to the last minute of the whole thing, y'all, where nobody could recognize Joe Biden because, God forbid, Trump might be upset with you. Pathetic. 
You're un-American. It's just unbelievable. So I, I do. I want revenge, but I'll accept just some progress. Well, I of think any that kind. they are getting a little bit humiliated right now when the, that stimulus bill is sitting there and he's fucking golfing. He right. did veto the defense bill. Now, particularly, I think Mitch McConnell, look, Trump is owning him, make him look like his bitch. Right. He doesn't take anything to the floor that he doesn't want there. So he took it to the floor. Those bills passed the Senate. And now Trump has vetoed them or now he's ignoring the stimulus. So I'm I'm at least enjoying this if for my Christmas. That's the one thing that we can look forward to in terms of Trump is that he will turn on them all as he always does. So all these idiots who held the country hostage and just went along with Trump's insanity, you know that he's going to burn them all, too. So that at least is something to look forward to. Burning, burning to the ground, burning <laughs> to the ground. But yeah. I want regulation. I'm ready. I want the return of regulations. I yeah, want businesses return. regulated. I want big corporations broken up. I want environmental protections uh, majorly stepped up in order. And I, I want us to get on board with all these people who for years have been saying that we can create jobs by creating clean energy. Let's get get on the fucking move, everybody. We are on a very short time frame yeah. here. I, I would like the planet to live. I cannot have my fantasy cabin in the forest <laughs> with a pet bear and birds landing on my fingers if there's no forest left. Because that is what I plan to spend my golden years in a beautiful cabin in the forest. Like a tall, bearded, big dick Snow White singing. That's me. <laughs> Little raccoons and the bears and I'm there. Oh, it's just wonderful. And it's all, it's about 30 minutes from a Starbucks. That's the type of woods that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I can see it. I can see it. Well, we need – I wish that we could have a, a compound where we are all in a out suburban there woods. In a suburban <laughs> woods. You know what? It could be like the village, like M. Night Shyamalan. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, Perfect. And we could be in the, our own gay Snow White village with all of the animals. Yeah. But right, you know, just a hop, skip, and a jump is the highway to the Starbucks. Right, exactly. I don't need to live in the full. I've been on YouTube. Of course, when things are really bad, I'm like, forget it. I'm quitting everything. I'm going to the woods. I'm going to live in the woods. <laughs> I don't need, I'm going to live off the grid. I'm going to build my own cabin. Well, I've been watching the people on YouTube who are doing that. And they're very beautiful. And they built a pizza oven in the woods. And, <laughs> but there's a lot of mushroom picking and all that. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. You're talking but about, do, you're yeah. on the grid. You're on the grid in the forest. Yeah. We're, on, forest. we're on the grid. We're not off the grid. Oh, we're I have a gardener grid. come to the forest. Yeah. Because somebody needs to manage <laughs> it. <laughs> Exactly. I can't. It's just getting overgrown. There's too many bugs. Oh yes, but we're right. There's, lot, there's way too many bugs. So I want a, I want a, a patch, a deep patch of forest. I mean, I've often fantasized about buying something in West Hollywood, putting up pine trees all around it, so that like you go into an enchanted garden in Beverly Hills, and Ooh, yes. the neighbors, oh, they are pissed with my huge trees and my that. bushes and I don't care because I don't want you to even see my house and I want you to have to go through and go over a little bridge and a stream <laughs> and then I'm in the middle of my woods and I'm right near a Starbucks but no one can see me. I live in a magical woods. Oh, I love it. I'm trying So to... I need the environmental protections to come back because I we cannot. I mean, I'm very concerned about the earth. Very concerned about the earth. And 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 of course about civil rights and voting rights and all that we need to stop all the bullshit that everybody has been pulling for all these years. And yeah, I hope I, that I Jojo think... will do it, but I feel like maybe Kiki's the one. If by miracle we get the Senate, I really they need to pass 
that voting rights bill. Like there's so many things that will start regulating gerrymandering. And I think the elections will get a lot fucking easier (laughs) when you take away the Republicans' ability to rig every election in every county in the country. That's why we need the Senate so that they can actually make progress and rip down all of this old school shit that not the democrats have been doing it too but they have to be like all right we've done shit like that too but we're not going to play this game anymore and we need to get back to what the the real ideals of america are which is everybody can vote stop crushing poor people and i include myself in that stop crushing poor people and stop letting corporations own every second of our lives it's it's bullshit and i really want to see some major fucking change do you think we're gonna get as of now he hasn't signed trump he hasn't signed this stimulus bill so by the time the podcast posts on tuesday who knows god who knows do you think we're gonna get the 2000 or is that all bullshit are we gonna get the 600 i want a thousand a month yes Yes. Um, I, you know, Andrew Yang on this very show, I would found extremely appealing. I hope that they're bringing him in in some respect to the administration. Mm-hmm. I, I think Trump and this is my thought that Trump is looking for a, a happy bye bye, something that he can hold on to and be like, see, I got you the 2000. Everyone remember Santa Trump did it for you. So I, that's what I was thinking, that he's going to do that so that he has something great, less pathetic to go out on. And do you I mean, think, though I enjoy him squirming and being, being pathetic. Don't you think he also is doing it to shove it yeah. in the Republicans' face, like, too? Like, fuck your budget. Like, in a way, like, you guys didn't keep me president, so I'm going to fuck you on the way out. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to be, is going to love me because I gave them 2000 even though I don't want to give these, as they say, the peasants are revolting yeah. 2000 yeah, that's like I said, the only thing we can count on Trump is that he will burn every one of his allies. Yeah. He's trying to burn, burn, burn. Yeah. And yes, he wants anything so that when he goes out for his rallies for non-election, just whatever for his own ego boost or for Trump news media organization <laughs> or whatever nightmare bullshit that he's going to keep doing. Um, he wants something to, you know, to brag mm. about. Well, let's talk shit about coronavirus. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the vaccine? Are you going to do it? Hell, yes. I will do it the moment it is out. But I don't think that's going to end it uh, so quickly. I had the luxury, as you know, at Hey Queen, where when we went back to work this for this last season, that we we're getting tested every single day if you can't Um, tell that the man is a full top by that voice (laughs) he got his goddamn finger pricked every day for like what johnny like six weeks yeah we did a six weeks of the whole we shot the whole season in six weeks and then uh, that's a a lot of finger pricking i think i would start to not want to go into work for that (laughs) julie did twice in one day and it was like she was practically begging me not to do it again i was like just do it one more time It felt very, uh, it felt very comforting every day to be like, okay, still, still don't got it. Okay. All right. I made it through another day. I made it through another day. I would love for us to be able to think that we're going to have some kind of return to living outside of our homes, but, um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to take at least another year because mm-hmm. there's going to be some people who don't want to get it. Mm-hmm. And then the, who knows what's going to happen with the, the vaccine, whether it's going to be. 100% perfective. I mean, you. I'm all of Beverly Hills is aghast because one of the vaccine has side effects with people who have facial fillers. Girl, the housewives are going up. They Wait, are yeah. scared. Wait, what? Tell Julie she doesn't know. She doesn't keep well, up was... on the, what's going on in, in the in the facial filler market. 
<laughs> well, I mean, in my Google articles, it was like some people upset because coronavirus vaccine may have complications for those with facial fillers. Oh. Now, I did not read the full article, but I could see so many of our favorite stars being very concerned. Oh, about my that. God. The Moderna COVID vaccine causes swelling, inflammation in patients who have cosmetic facial fillers. How great. And it doesn't it make you does it make you feel, Johnny, like you don't you look at people and go, ugh, you've got all droplets and you're all covid oh, The droplets and... are everywhere. It's droplets, droplets, droplets. And I am currently visiting my dad who lives in Arizona and it's just droplet city around here. Just like people like just chatting uh, with no masks, mm. just being normal. Dining and in. I'm just like, movies oh, open. dining in, Ugh. just regular restaurants, mo- movies. I mean, that's been a true tragedy yeah. is the loss yeah. of going to the movies. I mean, I know there are a lot of people with a lot more problems than that, but I did take pleasure from movies and popcorn Mm -hmm. and now that disgusts me i would (laughs) i would not and i don't know if you heard about the in and out in colorado okay the in and out burger in colorado which made headlines about a month ago because there was a 24-hour line yeah i didn't know that they even had in and outs outside of california well they just recently opened it in colorado and there was a point in which it was a 24-hour line to get in and out burger. First of all, get a life. Get some hamburger <laughs> meat. And Wait, no, don't get a life. Go yourself. kill yourself. Go right. kill yourself. Take your car so, and drive it off a cliff in Colorado because you a Now dumb that bitch. same in and out burger had 80 cases of oh. workers with Corona. So <laughs> now this is like the horror, the horror of it all. Oh my. God. People wouldn't wait. And the funny thing is, too, people wouldn't wait in a 24-hour line to get the vaccine. No. Exactly. But in and no. out Burger, let's just camp out. Let's just camp out so we can get our hamburger. Come on. Did hamburger you... meat is available for sale other places. <laughs> oh now, before we go, tell us, we want to hear about Hey Queen, because the new season is, it's already airing, right? Yeah, we did. Um... You know, it's been a weird time, obviously, with the death of Lady Red. I, of course, and you were right there with me, uh, you know, when it happened and at the funeral. And then I took a lot of time off to myself to try to you know, figure out what the fuck I was going to do and how I was going to continue. And even the thought of going back to Hey Queen without Lady Red there was really um, challenging. You know, we filmed the season when privately without you know releasing anything. And that was its own process of mourning where, because we talked about her in every episode, she was in every look at her, I had her picture on my desk. And obviously I'm there in the studio where she used to be. Adam Joseph and Erica Tor moved back to LA for me for that period of time to be my emotional support orchestra, because I really couldn't imagine doing the show alone would have been extremely depressing. And I wanted to be able to still find the joy in, in doing it. And, not just be some kind of robot there interviewing drag queens and just hating my life and you know having them there really helped kind of bring the fun and kept that family atmosphere you know the one of the reasons why a queen worked was that vibe that you got when you were there not that it was just me another white guy with a desk interviewing people but it was like sort of a multiracial multicultural you know, playhouse where people, you know, of any gender and sexuality and race and anything could feel welcome. And that was because we were a diverse group and I wanted that to continue and I wanted that to be, you know, there and the lady and I were families. And so they came and so that was its own sort of grieving process. And a lot of tears were shed and a lot of talking about lady red. And then when 
that was complete. Then we started to release the last episodes that she was in. And then I sort of was in the mourning process with the audience. I released that uh, album called Flower Songs to Lady Red, which was something I really did for myself. You know, it was a, a three song EP, sort of me talking directly to Lady Red, inspired by the lo-fi music that she and I used to enjoy in the house. And, you know, it wasn't really so much about making hits as it was about trying to get the public to really understand where I was coming from and our relationship and the loss. And, and that's, you know, that I've been along with the audience in their own grieving process of that. And, you know, I didn't want to just come back to Hey Queen and be like, all right, everything's the same and it's normal. Okay. We're just moving on because that wouldn't be authentic and that wouldn't be right. And then we start the new season, um, December, I mean, January 11th, which is really the, you know, the first episodes that we filmed uh, without her there. And that has its own cathartic journey. So it's been, you know, it's been helpful, though, because I've talked about her a lot. I've been able to express a lot of emotions and I've been able to feel the love from the audience uh, for me and, of course, for her. And, you know, all my friends have been extremely supportive and uh there for me including my two little angels who host this show so that's it's been a horrible a horrible time but you know it's also i've been able to find strength and try to find joy again by you know doing what i love and what do you think is next well i'm hey queen has a whole pretty much the next through june we have episodes that will go through june we're releasing drag fan which is the game show that we shot almost a year ago uh, with Lady Red as the cheerleader and me as the host, where we have drag fans come compete in drag trivia, drag lingo, Mm. drag knowledge. Um, And at the end of the show, they go into the tip tornado and they have to dress up as a drag queen and they have with long nails and a wig and they like grab that dough style in Golden Girls. They have to grab money and stuff it into their titties. Um, and I'm also making a return to podcasting. I'm going to be, uh, I've been secretly recording podcasts with a lot of my favorite, uh, gay pimpin homies, Linda, Erica, Teddy, Adam Joseph. And I'm going to be, I, as I'm not a hundred percent ready to be fully out in the world doing a podcast, I kind of want to keep it, uh, you know, for an audience of love because the, the tones of the world have been a little harsh, so I'm doing. We don't a, need the haters. Big... We don't need the <laughs> right. haters consuming I don't have the, time the for content for free. Judgment. <laughs> no. You get you know you get the content for free. And you're negative and judging, and girl, you know we all need a dollar. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be starting in January uh, a guest of all time Patreon, which is going to have multiple podcasts a week with featuring me and all of my uh, favorite gay pimpin' homies. Just. We're doing a bunch of different shows. One's called Sissy Bestie, uh, where I have some of my favorite Sissy Besties each week, and we just shoot the shit. And then another show called Internet Hole, where we just start on the internet, and we go down the hole, and we see where it leads us. For all of your listeners, please keep an eye out. Remember, I invented this. So <laughs> Correct. You can talk into a void and just be talking about fucking Stephen King books mm-hmm. and shit, Johnny. Like, anybody, mm-hmm. your voice is soothing mm-hmm. you know so much about so many things mm-hmm. you read and watch a ton of shit so you're an influencer you know 
Well, the podcast audience, as you know, is the best audience and the most true audience. And I really wanted to, and I'll, you know, the, and I'm sure you guys get this a lot, is that people tell you that listening to the shows has helped them get through difficult times in their life and help them feel happy when they were sad or feel comforted. And, you know, I do the same thing with podcasts I like, including this one. I listen to listen to it 24-7. So I wanted to be able to continue to give that kind of content uh, to the audience. And to be honest, like a lot, even the, all, a lot of my best friends don't live in LA anymore. So some of the best conversations we have is when, you know, you have that time to podcast together. It's like having a couple hours of great conversation and you really feel connected to to your friends. So that should be coming, uh, that should be coming in January. So keep an eye out on my socials for, and it, it'll be a delight to connect with, um, the loving audience. Cause you know, a hate queen audience is great, but a lot of times they're there for the queen. And we all know the drag race audience can be eroded and horrible <laughs> and mean. Um, and I have not escaped some of that shade, but whenever I do the podcast, the people who are listening really get it. And they, you know, I've, I've known, and kept track of my listeners for like 15 years now. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting to them. And I know a lot of them listen to this show. So daddy's coming home soon, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them where to find you. Remind our, our 14 listeners all know, but um, remind anyone where they can find you. At Gay Pimp on Twitter. Um, hey, Queen dot TV for all things. Hey, Queen, of course, the YouTube channel. And then, um, uh, it'll probably be patreon.com slash Johnny McGovern whenever that gets started or or gayest of all time. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep you posted, sweetie. Now, before we oh. go, I wanted to say something to the both of you. I know your eyes in the morning sun. <laughs> I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. In the moment that you wander far from me, I want to feel you in my arms again. <laughs> And when you come to me <laughs> on a summer breeze, keep your phone in your love and just softly leave. And it's me you need to show how deep is your love. I have chills. I like literally chills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, clearly you have been listening. Yeah. You, you are. Uh, I listen to. I I am the number one fan of Julie. <clears throat> brandy content i'm there the minute it comes out i'm there i'm listening i'm listening deep and i'm talking back to it and i'm texting you about it so <laughs> well you guys are gonna have to join oh, our gonna... patreon if you want to hear our fantasy of julie and johnny <laughs> doing the duet of barbara streisand and very good yeah that that good old you guys are gonna do that duet you're gonna get it planned <laughs> we're gonna do a video and all white mm. the whole bit oh my god i can see the with that we're we gonna do the album cover where uh, he's holding me <laughs> Like yes. Barbara? Of course. Yes. Oh, I mean, oh it's on. We love you, 21 Johnny. stun, honey. Mm. 21 I'm going to go stun. listen to Enough is Enough right now. Yes. <laughs> love you. Love you. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of 
the rotted pile of racist Facebook Fox News garbage that this country has become. She's always hated this segment, but this horrendous year really took it to another level, girl. But thankfully, this is the last So There's That of 2020. So if nothing else, <laughs> there's that. Right, Mau Mau? That's right. That's right. Well, because it's the last So There's That of 2020, I just wanted to barely do it. Mm-hmm. Not look for anything. Yeah. Not find a story. <laughs> Because you know what? There really isn't a story other than the fact that 2020 is ending. Yeah. We are three days away from the new year. And you know what that means? Goodbye 2020 and hello forever 21. Now, even though the news is all basically the same and the rest of 2020 is Jojo and Kiki. So there's that. I thought I would take my time here to shine a light on a very important, incredible, amazing, beauteous fact. If you are listening to my voice right now, you made it. You're alive. You could, like me, be maybe a little heavier, filled with issues, but you're alive and you are now a part of history. I mean, you would have been part of history anyway because of Trump, but what's even better is that you're now connected to every single person on the planet. The sentiment of we're all connected or we're all the same or I don't see gender, that can go ahead and stay in 2020, (laughs) along with I'm colorblind, everyone's the same, age is just a number. And last but not least, you can take your saying, okay, boomer, and flush it right down your privileged, self-righteous, entitled toilet. I know that one doesn't go with the other ones, but I haven't found anywhere I can express my sentiment of how much I absolutely abhor that saying and the woman who created it. And if she's listening, I hope you'll come on the show and we can hash it out. Wow, I would die if she was listening. She is so fucking gross. It's the end of 2020, everyone, and I just wanted to take this last So There's That of the year to express my appreciation for each and every one of you who has continued to listen. You have truly given us a reason and a motivation to continue to work and to get up every day. With that said, I feel going into 2021, it's important for all of us to walk into the new dawn together with our heads held high, knowing we are still here and we aren't just going to survive. We're going to mash it. We are. (laughs) We are the vaccine for 2021. And we are going to take our $600 stimulus and barely make a dent in our soul crushing debt. (laughs) But I digress. We have all of us, every single person listening and not listening, have gone through something so profound this year, something that connects us like never before. Now, in America, even though for 70 million people, it's made them harder and dumber and more ignorant and deeper into their fear and insecurity, but there's 81 million people who voted for hope and self-righteous virtue signaling, transformation (laughs) and love. Now, I'm using America as an example of how we're all sort of divided, but at the same time, you cannot, no matter how divisive anyone's rhetoric or stupid finger-wagging shaming, no matter how much we are all fighting, we are connected. We can fight and kill and pretend we don't like big government conservatism looking at you. Your entire theology is bullshit. Until you remove yourself from my vagina, you are interested in a large government and it's called government church. And that is the largest government there is. Now, lest you think I'm picking a fight because I hate you. No, no, absolutely the opposite. A very wise woman told me once that you only fight with those you love. And if that's true, even though it doesn't feel like it, there must be a lot of love out there. Woo, there's just love everywhere you look. And so I say to myself, I must be filled with love. (laughs) I, I personally have to dig real deep to feel that love. But as we head face first into Forever 21, I am trying to connect to the Chuck Woolery love connection of it all. By the way, he's conservative. (laughs) But really think about it. Not only have we all made it through Diarrhea 20, but we are lucky 
We are battle-worn, we are poor, we're rich, we're worn down, we're exhausted, and maybe even having had COVID. Or maybe you didn't get COVID, maybe you got herpes, maybe you split your tooth, maybe you had surgery, maybe you've turned into a bigger recluse weirdo. Well, guess what? You're not alone. We're all weirdos now. Literally every single human being is a weirdo now, (laughs) more than ever. The entire human race has gone through the exact same thing. The pandemic, even though it's hideous and most likely biological warfare, has connected us all in a way that we have never been before. And for our little community here, it has really made me personally feel so much less alone and so much more empowered to get through this grotesque virus of a year. I am taking what we've all been through and will head into Forever 21 empowered to not just survive, but to thrive with all our shared experience and the knowledge that all of us though are going through our own personal traumas and journeys. I love this journey for me. (laughs) Ultimately, I'm saying all of this to collectively put 2020 to bed, Wig, to thank you all for listening and supporting this podcast and each other for the community you have built. And lastly, I would be nothing without you, my plutonic life partner for making every day unpredictable, enlightening, educational, and teaching me the meaning of friendship and new music. Also, I was the wise woman who said that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Let's all go into Forever 21 together with our pandemic riddled asses fighting, but connected. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you to the five people who are still listening right now. (laughs) We want to urge all five of you to sign up for our Patreon podcast if you haven't already. Um, I know we've said it. I, me, I've said it 9,000 times this episode. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. So if you're someone who enjoys us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, then you have to check out our Patreon podcast. Seriously. Our Patreon podcasts are long and cheap and really (laughs) annoying, but like they're only a dollar if you sign up for one hour long podcast a week and two dollars for two hour long podcasts per week. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our whole back catalog, which is hundreds of hours of stress free podcasts. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar, you are helping two people not lose their homes in a pandemic. It's literally micro charity. I'll never stop thinking it is. (laughs) But if being pressured to give us money out of the kindness of your charitable heart isn't working, then just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and listen to a free one and see if you even like it. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is scroll down the locked podcast until you get to September and then look for the episode called Windows Up Sing Time. (laughs) There should be a play sign right on it. You just press play. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or your laptop, or wherever, and you don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. And if you decide to sign up, you can always listen to the podcast on Patreon.com, or you can download the free Patreon app and listen to the podcast there. Or the easiest thing to do is to import our Patreon podcast feed into iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. So all your podcasts are in one place. It's super easy and fast. Once you subscribe to our Patreon, just Google how to listen to Patreon podcasts in iTunes. Do it. You know you want to. 
And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. See you guys in Forever 21. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan and he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom.